Now back to On the Block with on the block, Austin and Strick with you here on a beautiful Thursday in Nebraska's capital city. A little chilly yesterday, back closer to where it should be here today. Uh, the sun also shining to some degree on the Golden State Warriors as Andrew Wiggins makes his return dealing with a personal issue, uh, some family stuff going on for Andrew Wiggins. Strick, he was a key part of their championship team last year to be as you know, up and down as Golden State has been at home and on the road without Andrew Wiggins, but still to be firmly in the playoff picture to me is pretty, pretty uh, deserving of a, a pat on the back for the team. First and foremost, um, shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Um, his father has been dealing with uh, some form of an ailment. Um, <clears throat> let's let's even just shout out as well the Golden State Warriors as an organization. Uh, the reason being is when you look at them as an organization, the fact that they didn't put any pressure, they didn't put a timetable, they didn't, uh, you know, express a hurt. Now they're they're in a, they're in a situation where they were fighting for their lives mm-hmm. at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what's scary about what I'm seeing is. They're now just going to get Wiggins back, who was an integral part on what they were able to do. Now, they're down 2-1 to the Celtics. Celtics um, have home court advantage. Stole one on the road. They you stole, stole one on the, the first one in Golden State. They steal. So you're, 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 you're in a troubling situation. I think on that, that, that third game, it was a struggle for uh, Steph Curry. Um, didn't play very well. Um, but Andrew was very consistent throughout Mm -hmm. 20 points in the first game, struggled in the second game with only 11 points, uh, 18, 17, 26, and 18, just consistent across the board. Mm -hmm. But also what he did for that team was tremendous defense on both Tatum and Brown. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the fact that he was able to score at the clips that he did and was able to as well play that kind of defense. And on top of that, we're looking at 40 minutes, 40 minutes in game three, 43 minutes in game four, 43 minutes in game five, 43, 44 in game six. So you're talking about not only scoring, but when things went bad, when the team was struggling a little bit, he was a complimentary piece. Even if, if so, if, if, uh, uh, Clay Thompson didn't show up. He was there. He filled the void. Um, and uh, that's what I I think is scary about them, averaging 18 points, eight rebounds. But that's another killer. In games four and five, he had 16 and 13 rebounds, respectively. The other piece that it may be too late to worry about that now, but I think the playoffs would still be a good time because of what he does is Gary Payton II. The reacquisition of him. And the defense that he's able, excuse me, to bring to that team uh, makes them very dangerous, very scary. Now, something crazy happened to them. The Lakers taking an L to the Clippers. They were sitting in the fifth spot. They were sitting mm-hmm. in the fifth spot, smelling good like roses. Everything was good. Two games left to play. They've got a tough one. They got to go out to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be an easy one. Nope. Um, Sacramento's pretty set. They could rest, but I don't think you want to. I think you want to kind of try to, you know, stay unrusty, but yeah. You got to secure that 
either that two or that three. Yeah. Uh, because Phoenix is only two games behind you with two to go. They win in both, and then you lose both of yours. I don't know how the tiebreakers work out, but that's leaving too much to, you know, the other 81 yeah. game. So if I'm Mike Brown in Sacramento, I make sure I have at least that three seed locked up before I rest. Absolutely. So you've got now the guy in the finals who is the second best scorer for you, even above Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. in the finals, returning. Hopefully he's not rusty. You have a couple of games to kind of work him into the mix mm-hmm. still to kind of get him back into the flow. And you just hope that the situation that's going on at home doesn't just convolute the mind and just make him not be focused on the task at hand. Right. And Andrew Wiggins seems like a professional enough guy to not let that. But again, it's a human issue. So yeah. some of that stuff, you just can't help it because it is his dad. It yeah. means a lot to him. Took this much time off to to see if he could you know, help to be there, be present. So clearly it's going to have an impact, but to what degree, the thing that I think helps Andrew Wiggins and Golden State out in this situation is that the Warriors road defense has been awful. Always. You know, offense is so much about timing and rhythm. Andrew Wiggins is still a good athlete. He can still play, at least in my mind, that disruptor role on defense against other teams' wings. Yeah. Whatever you get from him on offense is a bonus. Yeah. Is he new age Iguodala right now for them? Uh yeah. Uh, that's a that's is a that great fair? that's a great that's a great um relatable person to to put him to. Um you know, Iggy Iggy was a long time that guy mm-hmm. for, for quite a while. And so um you you, you just gotta be happy for him because he had so much pressure coming in. Uh, he's one of the top the top draft picks that was actually, which is I think there's only seven of them that happened. I mean, you've got to go back into the fifties. There's a few names in there, but then you 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 talk about like uh, you know him and um, who else did it happen to? Uh, there there was like eight of them um, that got traded. That uh, they or... were first round. They were they were the first picks that got traded. He's he's one of those. Um, there's like eight of them, and I think it goes back to the 50s. It was like um, Barry Carroll um, when when he was with uh, Philly. Um, there was a, and there's a couple others. There's some big ones in there too. Okay. Um, let's see. You're trying to pull up this article here. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah. Chuck Share, Hot Rod That's Huntley, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Barry Carroll. That's one. Uh, you have Brad uh, Doherty. Yep, Brad Doherty. Yep. You have Chris Webber. C. Webb. That was what. That was one of the things that led Wiggins and Fultz are the other two then. And w- Wiggins and Fultz. Okay, there you go. So there was like seven of them. So, um, what what was interesting to me is just just well, let's just let's take a pause. Let me let me dump off this because he's one of the best coaches I played for, and there was a reason for it because of just the way he used me. He was so a he was so ahead of the curve in his thinking and process of the game and where the game was going that he was doing it beforehand and no one could understand it. Everybody was so locked into the traditional methods of the game. That's why I was, I was a unique player. I was like a Draymond green type ish player before all of that began to start happening. Mm -hmm. And Don Nelson, 
Don Nelson saw something, and if Chris Webber could have embraced it, now he ultimately ends up going to Sacramento. You know, they have White Chocolate Bibby, and then they have Stojakovic, and, you know, they end up getting Turgaloo. They end up having a Pay nice Hus little – looks good. Huh? Peha's kid looks good. Oh, I haven't seen him. He looks good. I Anyways, sidebar. But I say that to say Don Nelson was thinking of Chris Webber just playing the center position – because you can dominate the position. There's you can handle the ball. You can mm-hmm. pass the ball. You have a unique skill set, but he wanted to remain in the traditional power forward mode, which led ultimately to the to the trade that sent him to the bullets at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Penny ends up going down to Orlando and doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving down to that third pick. I'm glad you mentioned Weber in that conversation as well, because he wasn't willing to to move or change his game like that. Andrew Wiggins was. Yeah. Because when you think of Andrew Wiggins, when he came into the league as volume score, mm-hmm. you know, Maple Jordan, get buckets. That's what he did first, second, and third. Not very efficient. Took a lot of tough shots. Wasn't a great three-point shooter. Gets traded to Golden State. And still, I think, an upside swing for them because if he can give you some creation, great. But he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. You have Steph Curry doing a lot of creation. You grow into Jordan Poole. Uh, doing yeah. some creation. Clay Thompson, his gravity attracts eyeballs. Dr- Draymond Green orchestrates. The fact that he could do it without a freaking dribble. Right. Clay Thompson. Yeah. That, but, but that was another part. Yes. Go ahead. Andrew Wiggins didn't have to be. And yeah. quite frankly, couldn't be the Andrew Wiggins I think he was in college or in Minnesota to fit in in Golden State. Yeah. That's a credit to him. That's a credit to the organization to get him to buy into this new role because he was, like you said, the most important player non-Steph category, maybe even as important as Steph for the Warriors in last year's finals. That doesn't happen 10 years ago. No, no question. I think that did change everything as far as the way I viewed it. And it's not easy to do. But here's the thing we talk about. The success of everything around you in your sphere mm-hmm. still gets you to the bag. Does. See, and that's the thing that a lot of young people miss. They don't believe it. They, they don't, don't believe it. it. They don't trust them. They don't trust mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. They don't trust the methodology. Mm-hmm. And they ultimately end up flailing because you come across. Look, most of those young men and women aren't going to be Allen Iversons. There's one AI. One that tried to be, and it's detrimental to him, and it might hurt his stock. Is your guys in North Carolina? What do you call them? The, the, the tar holes. The tar holes. It's mm-hmm. Caleb Love. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. You 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 have you have to believe that the system is going to look. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't get drafted. I mean, let's just let's just be real about it. My freaking draft class was crazy. It's 96. Nuts. It's nuts, right? My dra- So me not getting drafted was not the problem. I, I, I knew I could play in the league. But what I'm saying is that freaking when you look at everybody that's coming through that, the, the cycle and, and through this whole process, you've got to understand that those young men and women, without me going to the garden and us winning an NIT, I probably don't even show up on the radar. I probably don't even show up on the radar. And the success of the team Mm -hmm. is what kind of put me in the ire because guess what? It's an easy trek for most scouts Mm -hmm. to go up to New York, 
and sit in the garden yeah. and do some scouting. And they enjoy it. So that's why I think most guys need to understand that the success, I mean, you can go back and look at the Butler days. You can go back and look at uh, um, Dr- Bryce Drew and all this Valpo. stuff. And Valpo. I mean, you you can just track the whole history of it and understand that's how it works, but most guys don't. They, they, the AAU systems have really just blown the minds of some of these kids. Do you think it's that they don't know how to fit into a team concept? Do you think it's they don't want to learn? Because to me, that's a big difference. I think it's a little bit of both. I, I also think it's the lack of accountability amongst the mm-hmm. coaches. I also think it's a parent issue. Um, you know, this is why I love our the company that I, I have a stake in, Cerebro Sports. Because you can have real-life conversations. Cerebrosports.com, those of you who are listening, if you want to, to just check out and see what we do, uh, we do we do recruiting analytics as well as draft modeling and all that type of stuff, right? Like, we knew Luka Doncic was Luka Doncic. We knew mm-hmm. before he got uh, Bobo, we knew Bobo was Bobo. <laughs> he just, no one knew how to use him. We knew he was who he is. You know, we saw it in the analytics. And what I'm saying is that's why I love it because now it also empowers um, Austin. It empowers coaches because the one thing coaches have never had is they've never had the ability to really have a report card, so to speak, on the players. Right. Yes, you have natural stats, but in AAU, guess what happens to those stats? They mark them and they toss them in the trash after they've marked who won the game. Those trash, though, they disappear. Right. We've taken that and turned it into something. And what I'm saying is now when a coach has a problem with a parent, come on into my office, step into my office, sit down with me. Let's have a conversation. Um, This is where this is this is what it really looks like. He's inefficient here. He's inefficient there. There's the top player in the class. This is what his numbers look like. This is compared to yours. This is why he's not playing oh, 30 minutes a game. week of practice. You, you understand? Mm-hmm. Coaches, high school, AAU can now have serious conversations with parents mm-hmm. and break them down because what parents do when they're sitting up there, they're just looking at their kid. There's some of them watch the whole, but they're not, they're not really observing the whole aspect of what's going on. And the ones so, that talk are watching their kid. They got tunnel vision, mm-hmm. right? And they're not seeing what the other kid is doing to the, you know what I'm saying? They've got tunnel vision. And guess what? A lot of parents are chasing NIL. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're chasing NIL opportunities and, and upward moving opportunities. And the part that I hate in it, is the transfer portal being like it is. You used to get to a place, stick it out, stay, fight, uh, watch, grow, learn. I couldn't imagine, you know, getting in the transfer portal after I left, uh, after my freshman year. I, I just was like, no, my turn's coming, right? And that's the problem I hate with the whole way that this thing system is set up now. And it doesn't have to be like that, but it's the system that we've allowed to exist. Yeah which is unfortunate. Uh, not unfortunate. The shootout with Strick got a chance to play. 402-464-5685, the digits for you to call, take on Strick in trivia. We'll play the game after this.